You're listening to the Hometown Crowd Podcast, part of the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. On this week's episode of Hometown Crowd, we provide an update on what potential seasons may look like with the coronavirus. The Browns, Bucks, and Falcons release new jerseys, and we preview the NFL draft. Finally, we discuss the Duke Blue Devils and one of the greatest college basketball players ever as we break down ESPN's 30 for 30 documentary, I Hate Christian Leitner. Get on your feet, you're cheering with the Hometown Crowd. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Hometown Crowd, your source for sports news across the country and in our backyards of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Dipple. Hello everybody, it's Mac. And I am Heather. I don't hate Christian Leitner, Lewis. All right, be sure to follow us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to your favorite podcast anywhere you find your podcast. And uh, if you're an Apple subscriber, leave us a review. Uh, we'd love a five-star review. We'll take anything. If you leave us a review, we will read it on the show, but we don't have any tonight. So how are you guys doing? Uh, I'm not too bad. Uh, I did get some bad news about school. Um, I am going to have to take one more fucking class before I can graduate and get both of my degrees, which is something that the school did not make it aware when I paid $80 twice to have my degree path audited. Um, And then they wait less than a month, you know, with a month left, uh, with less than a month left in school to let me know about it. So Mm. um, thank you again, UNC Pembroke Administrative Offices for being a colossal pain in my schwanz. Um, but I was able to get into a class intro to world politics uh, that I probably oh, you're gonna would be able to. with that one. Yeah, uh, it's something I had an interest in. So, And it's an intro class, and it shouldn't bust my balls too bad, so I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Heather, how are you doing this week? I'm good. I'm really good. Uh, kind of was on the struggle bus this week, but we're good. Um, I've been slowly forcing my daughter to um, unplug and join us in the real world, Mm. which has been fun to say the least, but it's actually working. And like, so it's, it's kind of nice to, you know, see my daughter's face, not that's obstructed with an iPad, you know? So yeah. There. (laughs) There. (laughs) Uh, It's, it's probably pretty hard right now with everything. Oh my God. Uh, makes it even harder because, you know, everybody's got to do their thing. Yeah, Heather, I'm in the same boat as you. Um, I've managed to read five books in the last three weeks that are not related to school. Um, Two of which are my research for bonus episodes. And then uh, we've been trying to limit the kids, but sometimes you're just like, take this fucking thing and go away. (laughs) And I will call you in an hour when it's time for dinner. Um, yeah. But if you mm-hmm. talk again, I'm going to throw you out. I'm going to throw you out into public, you know? Yeah. I, I, uh, I've been, I took, I took a class this week all on uh, Windows 10 work, uh, sent me to a class online. So that was pretty cool. Um, this morning I watched what, and this is going to be a complete plug for something else, but I watched what may have been the single greatest piece of Star Wars canon ever created. Um, and that is the newest episode of Clone Wars. Um, if you Yeah, watch... I heard it was really good, but I'm watching all the back ones first before yeah, I, I get well, to the last you, season. You have to, but this episode may... The, the episode that debuted yesterday is at least in the conversation for the single greatest piece of Star Wars canon. And it it was just amazing. Um, so if you don't if you're a Star Wars fan and you don't watch Clone Wars, do it because it's so good. Uh, Heather rolls her eyes because it's not her favorite uh, time period of Star it's Wars. Not. But uh, it's fine. It's fine. Have you ever watched to Clone their Wars? Own. Um, I started it um, when Gracie was. Oh God. I saw, she was like two or three, I think okay. I started just to introduce her to it and everything like that, and then it just kind of just fell off. So. Go back and watch it. Okay. I'm telling you. 
I have been well, I've been watching almost well, all of the animated stuff that they have released over the last couple of months, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. Well, um, between Lego Masters and BattleBots, that's what we've been watching today. Okay, <laughs> I remember BattleBots. Yeah, well, uh, apparently you can still watch it, so we found it, and yeah, James okay. is is just constant. Oh, there's fire! Oh, he's dead. <laughs> Like, yeah, so. Well, I mean, for James, it's wrestling just without wrestlers. Yeah. I mean. But there's fire and right. destruction involved, so why not? It's wrestling just it's without wrestlers. Perfect, it's perfect recipe. So go ahead. But, so we let's dive in today. We still don't have any sports. Um, the coronavirus continues to shut everything in this country down. Um but there is some news this week, and let's start with the obvious. Everybody keeps throwing about plans for how to bring sports back and what that's going to look like and if we'll have sports this year. Um, the MLB is kind of on the clock right now because they're still trying to get their season started. The NBA and NHL theoretically could just end the season and declare a champion or just say there is no champion, whereas Major League Baseball's Still trying to get started. Um, right now, we're about three weeks after what would have been opening day, and plans have been tossed up, tossed about about a, a modified schedule, quarantined in Arizona and or Florida. Uh, this week, Dr. Fauci, the lead doctor on the coronavirus task force, came out saying that with stipulations, something like that may be possible. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I, I don't know, man. Honestly, if if we had better testing, um, an actual movement on a vaccine or a proper like treatment protocol, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think, you know, regardless of where you're at on the political spectrum, I've noticed a lot of people realize this is a lot more. Uh, this is a, a much more active virus than the flu. Like it hops around. It, you know, it, it's easier to get, you know, it attacks the respiratory system. You know, it, it, this is just bad news. And I, and I think we could all, for the most part, a lot of people realize that, you know, this, this isn't good. This is, this is something really bad. Mm-hmm. And are we all, are we all going batshit crazy? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we're probably, we're probably tired of staring at our walls or the people we live with or, or what, whatever the case is. Okay. Um, or watching like me, I'm watching community for the, t- 58th time um because greatest I the sitcom ever and i you know? only just watched it for the first time like two months ago yeah you know but i mean if we can get tests available readily available um and and have a good protocol okay i'm all for it because uh you know if, if i can watch something i'm okay with that mm-hmm. and but i i will i will say this though and you two can disagree with me on this if that is the case, then they need to drop the prices on like MLB.tv and yes. NBA, oh, yeah. NBA.tv. They need yes. to drop the price so we can all get it. Um, not only because we're missing some of the season, but because everybody and their mother is going to want it. Yeah, you know? but that's that's exactly why they might not. Because they know everybody and their mother is going to want it and demand is going to be high. Um I, I'm with you. Yeah, though. but with, with, that, with that being said, with that being said, though, like MLB.tv and, and the NBA.com package, you know, I used to split those with guys uh, mm-hmm. because it got cheaper after the All Star break, right? Um, and then we would just go like halvesies or thirds or whatever the hell, um, and, and just pat, you know trade the the password. But the thing is, it's like it doesn't have a high use rate, um, right? You know, you know. But for me to watch out of market games, I can't go to say Bubba's and ask them to change it to an Indians game. Yeah. I have to get MLB.tv to watch the tribe now. You know? So if if we're all like even if three percent of Americans watch baseball, three percent of Americans are gonna want MLB.tv and it's gonna shoot mm-hmm. the usage rate through the fucking roof. Yeah. So and what's that? Nine million users, give or take? Yeah. Nine to ten million? Yeah, you know, I mean come on, just you know Cut us a, 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 a deal on the price. And I'll fucking download that and watch it all day long. I don't care. Right. But what I'm not going to do is pay full price for a truncated season. That, to me, is yeah. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the more interesting ideas that I've heard was put forward by uh, 
Yahoo Sports for how the NBA could finish their season. And that was Disney World. Uh, you've got the Wide World of Sports Complex that has, I think I said, 11 arenas. You've got two hotels that are within walking distance of that complex that are uh, combined. I think it's like 2,000 and 2,900 hotel rooms. So you can really keep them isolated. It's private property, so you can kind of just cut off everything except for food deliveries or whatever. And really, I mean, yeah, there's no really good answer, but that feels like one of the better options. Well, I mean, and you guys can step on my toes because I'm kind of talking a lot already. Um, I, and I get that, but every every player is going to need their own room. And everybody, like all the support staff, are going to need their own room. What does that look like for like the television production staff and the mm -hmm. radio people and the online people in mm -hmm. addition to the teams and the front office people? And, you know, yeah. um, you know, like, how is that going to work? And, and if, if they can if they can pitch me on that, dude, I'm all for that, dude. I, you know, I love the NBA and especially at playoff time. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. You know, well, I mean, uh, you've got what? Is it 30 or 32 teams in the NBA? There's 30 teams, and they carry 15 players each. Okay, okay. so 30 teams, 4,900 rooms gives you 150 rooms per team if you were to also accommodate, uh, account for broadcast teams and front office teams and all of that like divided between the teams. That's 150 rooms per team. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is they, they've got to be able to... I With mean, you're gonna 400 have, left over. Yeah, and, but you still have to account for medical staff and, and like, the, the quarantine area that they're going to have to pass through to get to the, you know, the, the courts they play on. Um, because, let's face it, it's going to look like a fucking futuristic airlock if you right. really want to make this, uh, you know... Or, you know, I mean, here's just a wild stab. Why not have the players bunk together... You can't get millionaires to bunk together. Depends on if they want to play bad enough. LeBron yeah. James is not going to bunk with Anthony Davis. Well, no, I mean, I I'm just saying, I, but that's how you can free up the rooms. I, I, I get what you're saying, Heather, but the thing is, is when you are, are talking about even that many people in one area, even, you know, there, there was an article today that said the CDC had a, had a breach. You know, if the, if the Centers for Disease Control are having issues with decon, do you really think the NBA is going to, you know, I mean, I, I got get what you, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know, like, it just sounds like a bunch of first world problems to me. Oh, it, yeah. that, when, exactly when you say, you know, the millionaires, you know, are going to share, that's first world problem. Yeah, but that, not that's not even first that, world. It's like upper tier first world. That is, yeah. that is, that's professional athletes, uh, you know, professional sports to a T. Is, that's, that's ivory tower problems yeah you know and, and but that's the thing it, this is how we have to look at it um is if we would if we want to watch this stuff these are things that have to be factored in and um you know i think especially with all of us being the big football fans we are whether it's collegiate or pro we want to see the nba and the nhl and major league baseball kind of get something going because that way the NFL and the NCAA can kind of look at it as, uh, okay, we see what they do. How can we apply it to our sport and kind of get the season going? Um, because like there are multiple, like the CDC, excuse me, um, you know, multiple, uh, you know, uh, uh, disease specialists have said that there's going to be a second kind of surge come the fall. Right. Um, because that's just how these type of things work. Um, and, you know, you, the, the NCAA and the NFL have to prep for that. Um, and uh, when you get down to it, so do the NBA and the NHL, because they yeah. might finish up their season in July and their shit starts kicking off again in November. Right. So, right. you know, I mean, this is, this is what, this is going to be the new normal, though. This is things are, we as, as fans are going to have to factor in. Are we going to watch these games in public? Yeah. Um, I, I, read a, I read a fascinating article that talked about what level of impact minor league baseball is going to have because of this. Because all those minor league teams are essentially small businesses on their own. 
and they rely on ticket sales to fund those teams. And yeah, you can pretty much kiss a 2020 season goodbye period for minor league baseball uh, because they're not they're not going. If, if if you allow a thousand fans at social distancing, that's not going to pay the bills for a minor league team uh, per game. Yeah, and he, yeah, and even with the subsidies from the parent club, and and mm-hmm. and if they're if they're not independent, okay, um, you know, every, every all the affiliated teams are somehow in one way, shape, or form subsidized by the parent club. Um, but even then, like you said, Tim, that's not enough, right? Um, es- especially with the teams that might be partial owners of their stadiums. You know, for stadium upkeep, they are responsible for some of the payroll of the people that are going to be there. You know, selling hot dogs and and, and whatever else. So, I mean, it's it, this this whole thing. I you know, we're we're going to have to take a good hard look at ourselves, um, and and how we approach this. You know, a, a good scientist, many good scientists have said it's going to we're a year off from a vaccine just from safe testing. Yeah. You know, um, and then you could have. Uh, you know, a truncated testing process. We're still looking at anywhere from four to six months. So, I mean, it's, I, you know, I, I hate to say it, uh, especially with a lot of the, it's not even just the United States. It's a lot of other world governments that are saying, listen, we have to get back to some form of normalcy. Um, there's going to be people that bite the bullet and say, fuck it, I'm going to these games. Yeah. And even if these arenas are half filled, you know, there's going to be people that get sick when they go. So it's, it's what you and I and, and Heather and everybody else as the consumers and the fans of these fucking sports are going to the risk we're going to be willing to stomach. Um, you know, I, I saw a, uh, a uh, what do you call it? Shit. A change. A thing. Yeah, a change. A petition. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw a petition. Thank you, Tim. It's to open up like they're they're trying to force Cooper to open up businesses in North Carolina by May first. I'm like, you know what? I want all of you to make money. I really do, but you will not see me until sometime in July. It's not gonna fucking happen. I'm gonna sit back and watch everybody. And yeah. if I see everybody like be like, yo, man, I went out to the bar and I got the fucking corona, I'm gonna be like, Yeah, dude, hard pass. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah, well- keep my ass. Well, I did see, uh, we saw a commercial, I think we were watching American Ninja Warrior, and a commercial for the Canes season tickets came on, and I was like, oh, that's not, now is <laughs> not the time. Too soon. The Marksmen are selling season tickets right now. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, that's that's not going to age well at all. Speaking of, uh, a big shout out to the head coach of the Marksmen, who was named the SPHL Coach of the Year. So that's a yeah, pretty cool job. Uh, thing there. Well, well, if we're doing that, Tim, the Peach Belt Coach of the Year was our uh, UNC Pembroke's interim coach. Uh, okay. Who took the, took the job after... Uh, our head coach decided he was going to fuck a student and then let her drive his car drunk. So, right. Yeah. Uh, he did not get to keep, he did not get to keep the head job. Um, did he get to keep the car? Well, no, the, the, the interim coach, uh, stepped aside and let somebody else come in and take over, but he's still on staff. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, if we ever get out of this shit, if you guys want to watch good college basketball right in your back, uh, backyard, Head over to fucking Pembroke and go watch the Braves because that is a good squad, man. Um, I've been I've been lucky enough to to have three years to watch them, and it, it, it's good basketball. I love those guys. Oh, well, but yes, let's, congratulations to the Marksman's head coach, yeah, uh, winning coach of the year. Yeah, let's uh, turn to the NFL where uh, we still don't know where this whether the season's going to happen or not, but three teams have already released new jerseys. Um, you've, uh, the Browns went back with their throwback jerseys, which I'm a fan of, uh, going back to the, you know, the nineties jerseys and before, uh, Atlanta and Tampa Bay pretty much released matching jerseys. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, it's like, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Tampa Bay just went back to the old Gruden jerseys, essentially. That, that's like what the red, that, black or white, uh, yeah. Those are your options if you're in the NFC uh, NFC South, uh, red, black, or white. Um, but you know we're we're expecting both Los Angeles teams have released new logos, so we're expecting that 
New Jersey's are not too far behind. Um, and the Patriots and Colts are both expected to release new designs soon, too. Yeah, but see, the Patriots, uh, I mean, I'm a Pats fan. Unless they go back to the, the throwbacks with Pat Patriot, um, I don't want to see new ones, honestly, yeah. because I didn't like, you know, I mean, when, when Robert Kraft bought the team in 93, you know, those, those blue, the blue jerseys with the silver pants, that, that was essentially leftover gear that he bought from the Columbus Glory World League of American football team because he sunk all his cash into buying the Patriots. Um, and I hated those uniforms, but I, I still rocked my Bledsoe jersey. Um, and then when we swapped out for that, I mean, we don't have the Patriots don't have good looking jerseys. If they wore the color rush jersey uh, uniforms every home game, I'd be down. I love those jerseys. Uh, but I, I hate the flying Elvis logo. I fucking hate it. And anything short of going back to Pat Patriot, I, I don't want to see what they have cooking. Uh, but the, I mean, the Colts changed their, you know, their their alternate logo or whatever, which I thought was pretty cool. It's like a C with the state silhouette of Indiana in it, which I thought was kind of, you know, that was kind of cool. Right. Um, but I, I didn't mean to ha- hijack the conversation. Uh, but no, like, no. Um, I mean, the Colts. There. I, I, I mean, I, here, here's my thing with with uniforms is I hate the gray face masks. I fucking hate them. Um, I don't know why the, ba- the Browns rocked him for a couple years. I really like the brown face mask on the orange helmet. Uh, Tim, did they ever? Did you ever see a better picture? Is it the glossy helmet, or is it still the matte finish? I, I still haven't seen a picture. I know they went with the brown face mask, but I, I, I can't tell on, those, uh, on the, the finish. Yeah, um, but... For the Browns, I just wish they would have went. If they're going to go back to like the the good years, go back to the cardiac kids of the early '80s. Rock the orange pants, um, <laughs> you know, because that was the last time you were actually fucking a world beater, um, you know. So I mean, I would have preferred that, but I mean, they, they look better. The uh, only than... thing that pissed me off is that they changed the um, the color rush jerseys that they had, and I. Love the color rush jerseys that we've been rocking. The the solid brown, the bright orange numbers. Uh, the 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 change they made is they took the orange stripes off the sleeves, so it's just like a brown shirt and orange numbers and name, and that's it. I mean, it, I mean, it, it's it's good. I, I think it's important that you kind of start off fresh because, I mean, I, I didn't like the brown jersey, the, the uniform, other than the helmet. Uh, the last couple years because they, they look like college uniforms, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, now, if you really want to hear me bitch about a uniform, look at Atlanta and Heather. Feel free to pile on here mm-hmm. because I, I know mm-hmm. I know you have strong mm-hmm. feelings about Atlanta as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the the, grada- the 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 gradation jersey they have mm-hmm. that alternate one. Oh my yeah. god, it looks like the Diamondbacks jersey from like two fucking years ago. Oh, and god. I'm just like. This is this is what we're, we're we're espousing. Why not go back to like the, you know, the the pre Glanville years, you know? Um, but I don't know if you guys know. Starting next year, every team will be able to have an alternate helmet, so you may see a little, uh, you know, some minute changes in what's actually slapped on the lid. So the Browns will still stick with the solid orange uh, because that's just what they do. Yeah, but I mean, why not? Why not go back to Jim Brown's first few years and put the fucking numbers on the side of the helmet? You were rocked at twice a game, you know, t- uh, twice a season. There's a and lot then, of people and, who want the the uh, elf thrown on there. No, I saw I saw some shit on Twitter, like a poll, like let's put let's put Brownie the elf at at midfield. I'm like, why? Fuck no, just you know, I mean. <sighs> Some yeah, and I don't necessarily, and I don't necessarily see the Saints too moving too far away from their gold helmets, like because that would just be they could kind of invert it and it would look pretty cool. Go yeah, with, maybe. With, for an alternate helmet, go with like a black yeah. helmet with a gold fleur de lis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's the thing with the Saints; they have a very simple color palette, black mm-hmm. and gold. Period. You know. Yeah. And I, I, I'm I'm fairly certain the Saints only have a white jersey because they're required to. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, but and the, the thing is, and the like, anytime they've had like the gold jerseys, it looks awful. It's oh yeah. Awful. Yeah, it, it's not a good look. You know, it's and Heather, not. you and I, 
you and I bickered about this when LSU rocked the the yellow jerseys. Like it's it, it's just it it's not yellow and gold. They're not good colors to to put yeah, as like uh, a primary okay. no, color. No. Whoa, 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 Watch as a primary first, color. He said first. Okay. Well, as a, as a primary color, I think it's good as like an ancillary color, like on a helmet. But when it's a yeah. whole jersey, no. yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like, say if LSU wanted to throw back and wear like the the white lids with the purple, fuck mm-hmm. yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. That would I think that would look great. Um, mm-hmm. but like going back to the Saints, yeah, just invert the colors for twice a season. Yeah. That that would yeah. actually be a pretty badass helmet. Is a black yeah. a solid black helmet with a black jersey. Uh, well, let's see, and that's kind of with mm, I don't know about all that because my mom, bless her, she hated when they were black on black. That was mm. I don't know why. Really? It, they, and they didn't play well. If they're if you ever watch and they're black on black, they usually don't play well. Well, Heather, I'm going to tell you right now. I love the Saints because it's simple. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like I don't like the Panthers when they do the black on black because they got like 15 different stripes on the legs and on all that shit. Yeah, but no, like no, the no. Saints, the Saints keep it very simple. It's yeah, very, like and, it's a very clean yeah. look. But like I and said, I love that. My, I, well, yeah, but like I said, my mom was so superstitious that like any time <laughs> that they were that they were black on black, they they don't play well. Mm. And so she always like every time they would be you know they would play black on black, she was just like God, I hate it. Well, you know let's, let's. I'm not gonna mess with Mama Mama Highsmith. I'm not gonna do that. I I, Actually, I appreciate it's, her it's, for uh, Conley. It's Conley. Okay, She's Conley. Mama Conley. Apologies, um, but I I don't mess with uh, the woman that brings that brought you into the world, Heather. Mm. I just know better. Oh, thank you. Thank yes. So. She was, yeah, because that's one uh, tough person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, I think I think this is the right time. Um, you know, whether you're a good or bad team, changing a uniform does kind of change the the headspace that a team's in. And it gets people excited. You know, I know why teams do it. They do it to sell merchandise. I get it. But oh, for yeah. me, the fan... It, it's definitely... Well, money. unless you're Oregon and you're just doing it to be extra. Well, and that's the thing. In college, in college football now, they just bring out new uniforms because uh, so many people have signed on with Nike and saw that shit. That every team's got 50 million uniforms, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like the only change I would like to see in Ohio State is going to a matte finish for the helmet, uh, just because I don't I don't like the shiny helmets. I, I never have, and I never fucking will. Um, so when I saw saw a lot of teams going to the matte finish, I was like, "Fuck yes, let's do this." Um, right. But but like Ohio State's alternates and shit, other than the all black, no thanks. No I was gonna say you. that all black uniform is slick. Yeah, it, it took a while to grow on me because Ohio State has like that lone black stripe. Um, but it, it seemed like a black for having a black uniform for having a black uniform sake, um, mm-hmm. which it seems like every team fucking does now. And I'm just like over it. Uh, I sound like the guy that's shouting, get off my lawn right now, but yeah, you <laughs> just a bit. Yeah. I mean, it's whatever, but, you know, uh, we are what four, five days now away from April Christmas. For NFL fans, uh, the NFL draft is coming up yes, just this draft. week. Uh, we're recording a little late this week. We're on it's Saturday the mm-hmm. 18th, so we're only what five days, four days, something like that. Next, next Thursday, next Thursday yeah. is the first time. Uh, I don't think there's any real question about who's going to be number one. Um, oh, uh, is, I, 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 I don't even call Hold him on. Ohio State transfer anymore yeah, he's, yeah, he's lsu alumni lsu yeah. legend joe burrow now, thank you now, hold on he's college football legend joe burrow after yeah. last season okay? that's yeah. fair the college football <laughs> legend joe burrow will probably will likely be number one going to mm-hmm. cincinnati which is like two hours from his home um so that's pretty exciting everybody you, you know dreams of playing for their home team except when that's the Bengals uh or yeah. the browns um, well, the, the, what really pissed me off is I was on Bleacher Report and some NFL coach, because, you know, they're all anonymous, came out and said he doesn't have what it takes, uh, arm strength or size to make it in the NFL. And I'm like, bro, uh, have you how are we? Did you, did you, did, well, hold on. Here, This is what pissed me off is he didn't go back to last season. He went to Burroughs first season in LSU where they mm-hmm. had a shit offensive coordinator and Burrow still, if I remember correctly, passed for like 3,800 yards and like 20, like high 20s and TDs. Okay. That's with a shit coordinator. 
and Heather, we've had this discussion. Mm-hmm. LSU have had has had just legions of shit offensive coordinators until oh, this past season. Okay, so you get the new guy, the new guys in there because you had the court, the the offensive coordinator and the passing game coordinator, right? Mm-hmm. It, and it allowed him to play to his strengths. Maybe Joe Burrow doesn't have the strongest, like Jeff George arm. But you know what Joe Burrow has that a lot of college quarterbacks don't? Pinpoint accuracy and ability to actually read the field very well. And for a guy his size, okay, because he's not Drew Brees, you know, in height and and, and stature, Mm -hmm. but he's also not Cam Newton, you know, in size and stature. Um, He has an ability to move out of the pocket and continue to make plays while still looking down the field. Um, And we saw that all season. Well, you know. and Jeff uh, Jeff Legwald from ESPN, he did this whole big thing where he ranked the top 100 uh, prospects for the draft, and he had Joe Burrow at three. And he basically said, like, um, that kind of everything you just said, that he showed poise, accuracy, and confidence. And he says, ding him for arm strength at your own risk. Yeah, I mean, because he could still make the deep throws. What he's not mm-hmm. going to do... He's not going to do it off his back foot. Like Jeff George, often he, when he was coming out of college, could throw it 90 yards, you know, or 75, 80 yards. But you know what Jeff George couldn't do? Complete a fucking seven round, uh, seven yard slant. And he also could not read a defense. That's why he was a fucking journeyman quarterback for like 12 fucking years, played for like five teams, and nobody wanted him at the end of it because he thought he was God's gift to quarterbacks. Um, You know, I think Burrow, given the right atmosphere, will be successful. And my issue is is him going to Cincy, uh, mm-hmm. even with Zach Taylor there, who was like the quarterback whisperer when when Jared Goff was actually you know completing passes and looking good in a football game. Um, it's still Cincinnati, and there's still a, a huge drop off in talent overall, and their offensive line is just straight fucking doo doo. I I can't help but you know, as an Ohio State fan, wonder what could have been on the Buckeyes, though, because most mock drafts have three Urban Meyer recruits at number one, two, and three. Yeah, uh, I mean, Because Chase Young is number two in almost every mock draft, and then uh, if the Lions stay at number three, they're projected to take Jeffrey Okuda, another Buckeye, uh, Plus Burrow, who, I mean, obviously he transferred, but what could have been if he had stayed? Yeah, uh, but the, the problem with Burrow is first two years at Ohio State, he was hurt. Yeah, um, right. But yeah, even then, I like, I love Jeff Okuda. I don't know if the Lions take him at three. I just, I, I know a lot of people are projecting him there. But corner, like you need corners. But the thing is, you need a plethora of corners. You need five good ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because of, of the, the opening of the game. And I just don't. Are, are you really going to take a you know spend burn a third rounder on a corner uh, with with the paycheck he's going to get? You know, I I just I don't know. Um, you know, I I saw what what is I'll give the NFL credit on this. They're they're letting a lot of writers and and sports organizations run like uh, fan led like mock drafts. Um, and what kills me is with all the help the Patriots need on offense, uh, the last one I looked at had the Pats picking a linebacker. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Yeah, I mean, we there, there's been some losses there, but Belichick has shown he can polish shit into a good players on defense. It's offense where the Pats have a huge uh, uh, issue with talent. Um, Who is but this? I'm looking at CBS Sports. Chris Trapasso. Has the Patriots taking Jordan Love, the quarterback from Utah State? Yeah, in the first I, round. I could also see there. There's a lot of teams that are taking Tua off their board because of injuries. Yeah, Anyone? that's going to be the big question. I, I feel like most of the top, you know, five or ten is pretty much known. Um, but the question is Tua. Well, I think the Dolphins are going to shoot themselves in the foot if they don't pick Tua. If they go with Justin Herbert, I was not very impressed with him. Uh, I'm not saying he's not a he's not going to be a good quarterback, but I think I think Herbert is going to be one of those quarterbacks that needs to be in like the the exact uh, he, he's, he needs to have those optimal conditions to be a successful quarterback. Yeah. Um, I'm looking I'm not, at NFL.com. Three of the four have 
Justin Herbert, and the fourth one has Tristan Wirfs, a tackle out of Iowa, going to yeah. Miami. I think you're going to see a big run on uh, offensive linemen in the this first round. This is a pretty heavy draft for offensive line. Offensive linemen and wide receivers. It's yeah. going to be it's going to be a good draft for those two positions. Um, and you know, for years, for years and years and years, you know, wideout has been one of those tricky things to draft for. Uh, but these guys are coming in physically ready now and, and and able to play. It's just them being able to digest the playbooks. Um, and how many times have we talked about this on the podcast? Coaches need to start maybe dialing back a bit. Excuse me. When you have the, the, these these great talents. Um, like if I know I'm, I'm, I got a young a, a young group of wideouts coming in, scale the playbook back, make it easy for them to digest and let them go out and make plays. Yeah, you know, and that's what good coaches do. Um, and I think you're, this is just going to be such a good year for wideouts because there were so many good ones last year, so many good ones. Um, you know, and I, you know, I'm really excited to watch the draft. Um, you know, it's going to be I, very interesting to yeah. watch. And well, I don't know if you guys heard, but the NFL is not going to allow. Uh, they're not going to keep running the clock when you run out of time. They're just going to shut the clock off because they're they're building in a buffer uh, to allow for technical issues. Oh, okay. So, you know, because it's all remote now. Everybody is conducting the draft from their team headquarters. Right. Uh, um, you know, so, I mean, it's going to be – it might take longer, uh, but I'm okay with that. You know, um, I think the NFL is doing the smart play. Uh, let's conduct the draft. Let's Let's get these players. Let's let them know, hey, when all this shit blows over – this is where you're going to play. Um, and that way the coaches are able to maybe, you know, once they draft them and they get those contracts nailed down, you can give them the playbook and let them study it before, you know, summer, you know, summer practices pick up or, or whatever the case is, you know. Well, Heather, what, what makes me, well, what makes me a little sad, though, about not uh, about doing the draft that way, which, again, this is just me being petty, is. I, I, we don't get to hear the thousands of people booing when oh, yeah. Roger Goodell steps on the stage. <laughs> Just I'm jump on really Twitter. They'll, they'll, they'll probably post their own here. videos. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that's the thing, though. Um, Heather, it's not just booing Goodell. It's every New York fan, whether it's Jets or Giants, booing whoever they pick. Exactly. Yep. Okay, you know. Yep. <laughs> Those are the little things that I'm going to miss. Yeah. Well, Heather, like, here's here's a, a fun one. I'm looking at NFL.com and their mock drafts. And mm-hmm. one person, Chad Reuter, projects that the Saints actually trade up with the Browns to the number 10 pick to take Jordan Love at quarterback. Um, I mean... I mean, Heather, I, I don't... Well, I, uh, here's the thing, though. I don't necessarily know... Well, I, well no, I, I guess I could kind of see it. But, I mean, Taysom's not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean he didn't he didn't sign no, with anybody. So I mean, they, they like uh, the Saints put a second round tender on him. So anybody because he was a restricted free agent, mm-hmm. and he yeah. came back. And I really think that Peyton is grooming Hill to take over when Drew Brees steps away. Which yeah. I think which, it's going to be who, after this season. Yeah, which we do. Yeah, because yeah. he signed to to announce uh, on NBC or whatever. But yeah. yeah, like like I said, Taysom's coming back. So, I I mean, I guess I can see it to have, you know, that third, to have a, you know, young blood come in. Yeah, so. but see, that's, that's the problem with Jordan Love, okay? And you guys know I watch football. Like, I watch all of it. Canadian football, when Arena League was still around, I watched that shit. It's not that he's not talented. Uh, Jordan Love is very inaccurate, very inaccurate. And I understand he's playing the Mountain West, and everybody wants to bag on the Mountain West. But you know what the Mountain West was before it was the Mountain West? The fucking whack. All right? And the whack, nobody threw the ball the way the Western Athletic Conference did before they dropped football. Nobody did. Okay? Like, this is where Ty Detmer got his fucking start. Okay? And, and all those Hawaii quarterbacks that threw, like, Timmy Chang, you know, and, and uh, oh, Colt Brennan. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm reaching to the way back machine right now. Right. Um, but, you know— these guys have always played in a wide open offense when LSU and Ohio state and Alabama were, were running offenses that were three yards in a cloud of dust, you know, um, that's the way these teams have always played, you know, and, and Jordan Love was just a very inaccurate quarterback. 
uh, he's got amazing speed, uh, like ridiculous amount of speed. Um, he, he's he's very good at improvising in the pocket, but like I it, it, I don't see him as a quarterback you build around. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is this is a guy that needs to be put in the right situation with a great quarterback coach and a very understanding offensive coordinator and head coach, which is why I was really surprised to see him so high. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of these, um, you know, uh, uh, mock drafts, right? You know, so I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't know. Um, like me as the Pats fan, I know we're going to need a quarterback because I'm sorry, I'm not sold on Jared Stidham. Uh, he had a shot at two different colleges and and didn't light the world on fire. And there is a a, a horrible need of talent on the offensive side of the ball in New England. And I just don't see him being that that game breaker. Um, so I, I just the Patriots are going to need a quarterback, and uh, you know I would love to see them trade up and get a Tua. You know I would love that. You know Tua Tua in Patriots colors. Fuck yes, dude. Um, <laughs> would you want to? What about? But what about Jalen? You wouldn't want Jalen there. Um, dude, honestly, Heather, I don't know um, if how I feel about Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jalen is a less talented Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson gets the most out of his, gets more out of his talent than any other quarterback in the NFL. And on top of that, has played with a pretty shitty surrounding cast, uh, supporting cast in Seattle, and just has been ridiculously successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I think Jalen Hurts. I, I love him as a person. I love him as a teammate. Would I want to play with him? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the guy took a step back to let Tua, you know, start, and then stepped up when Tua got hurt. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just don't see him being a, a, an NFL starting quarterback. I, I don't. I hope he makes me sound like an asshole. That's what I want. Well, well, I mean, you know? just the reason why I ask that is just because of you're willing to run the risk with Tua and his injuries. I mean, you you gotta you gotta roll the dice. Um, I mean, Tua. The the thing is, arm strength. There probably isn't a quarterback that can touch him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's able to. You know, before he got hurt, because we haven't seen him play since he got hurt. You know, mm-hmm. before he got hurt, he was a guy that can get out of the pocket, get yards on the ground, or or be shifty enough and accurate enough to hit a receiver in stride. Um, you know, I, I just I've always liked Tua. I just I like the skill set. Um, you know, so, I mean, who, who fucking knows, man, honestly, what I would love to see, uh, even though I know it won't happen, I would love to see Trevor Lawrence in a fucking Patriots jersey. So (laughs) probably one year with Stidham and, uh, oh yeah. Sell the farm to get, uh, no, Trevor, just just shit the bed. Don't up, don't, don't do anything with the offense. You're maybe winning six games. We can make it top 10 easily with that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But then you have to trade up to number one. And mm-hmm. fucking do it. If yeah. you've got two, if you've got Trevor Lawrence coming out, uh, and you might not even have to go uh, all the way up to the first, uh, the first pick, because a, a lot of these teams are loading up on young quarterbacks. They're not going to need them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So, I, mean, I, I, I think, I think it's Belichick's plan that people have no idea where the Patriots, what the Patriots are going to do in the first round. I've seen everything from trading up into the top ten to get Justin Herbert, to taking Jake Fromm, to safeties and linebackers and tight ends. No, and no, no. Nobody gonna, knows what they're doing. <laughs> I, I'm going to say this right now. Jake Fromm is going to be a huge disappointment. He's going to be uh, a Josh McCown type. He'll come mm-hmm. out, play two or three good games for you, and a lifelong fucking clipboard holder and make millions of dollars doing it, and I'm not going to hate him for it because I would love to do that. Yeah. But wait, I I do need to ask because we haven't talked about him in quite a while. Um, has anybody gone and checked on Luke Vault? Yeah, uh, I mean, no. I haven't. Okay. I'm quarantined. I can't drive across the street. And oh, see that's him. so sad. That's so sad. Guys, we have to we have to make it a point to go check on Luke as soon as we can because he might be stuck with no toilet paper. Exactly. No food. We we no need nothing. to go check on him. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, let's talk about our other big topic for the week. We, uh, as as we've been doing, we've been talking about the the ESPN thirty for thirties, 
And now we are, so we've done, what have we done? We've done, last we week did. was the U. The U. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, we did uh, Nature Boy. Nature Boy. Mm-hmm. And now we are talking about I Hate Christian Leitner. Uh, the story of the the Duke Blue Devils, uh, what was he, the center? Uh, he was, uh, well, the thing is, he played for Duke. Uh, so they didn't really run a traditional offensive set, but he would be a four or five. Okay. Yeah, he was their center. Yeah. Power yeah. forward uh, slash yeah. center, yeah. Yep. First off, I love Rob Lowe narrating this. Oh, uh, God. Dude, that was so good. That was fucking beautiful. It was uh, amazing. And his little, came, like... When they came back from what would have been a commercial break, and it was like, it's a well-known fact that good-looking people have it better in life, and it's a video of Rob Lowe, and Rob Lowe is saying this, and it's amazing. Okay. Guys, I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to bring on the hate now. Um, I don't understand, because, you know, half the people they interviewed were all fucking North Carolina fans, UNC fans. Mm -hmm. How are you going to bitch about... Yeah, Leitner walked around with his nose up in the air, and he was this guy, and he was that guy. That's how Carolina fans fucking are. That's how they act. Like, they're better than fucking <laughs> yeah. everybody. Yeah, that's... Um, well, the, I, yeah, but they highlighted that, though, in the movie. Yeah, but see, that's what kills me, is they... they no, I wouldn't say they highlighted it. They alluded to it. Oh, but okay, like, okay, yeah, they alluded okay. to but it, they're, yes. But they're like, yo, Duke's this private school. They're very uppity, and I'm like, bitch... You're a fucking public university. You're a state school that acts the same fucking way. Yeah. Okay. You act the same way. Why are you, you know, why are you uh, throwing stones here, people? Well, like, well, I, I will admit, like, whenever I got in, like, we started the movie, I was, I had no idea who he was. No idea. Because, really? like, just basketball. Yeah, basketball is not really a thing it's in not, Louisiana. It's not Heather's sport. It's not my sport at all. I went to basketball camp one year for a summer. <laughs> for, I think it was like a week. And it is just not my thing. It is not. Well, it's never been my thing. Heather, I love you. I just want you thank to know you. that. Oh, thank only, you. I, I just, this makes my day that we, we've exposed <laughs> you to something that you really weren't interested in. Before. I did. Well, I had zero, like, I had absolutely, like, zero dogs in this fight on it. Like... Before we jump into this even more, uh, let's announce who we're having on our show next week. Um, Since we're talking basketball, uh, a a buddy of mine from the early, I'm talking fourth, fifth, sixth grade uh, days of Tim, uh, Lee Roberts, who is a professional basketball player who has played in Israel and Uruguay and Italy and a whole bunch of different places. He's an he's an international professional basketball player. Will be joining us from his home in in Australia uh, for next week's episode. So we're excited to have that. Uh, we're moving up in the world. I'm yeah, very I mean- excited. This is this is really cool. This is to me. This is really cool. You know, um, people can bag on international basketball, but the basketball you see in the NBA now is because what international players have done for fucking decades. Yeah. And and it just for me the 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 wannabe journalist. This is so fucking cool. Uh, And and I'm gonna completely geek out and fanboy next week, Tim. So just yeah. So we're looking forward to that. I played basketball with this guy back in like fourth and fifth grade and just goes to show what happens when one person has talent and works hard and develops their their, their, uh, practices and the other ends up on a podcast interviewing that guy. Uh, Because I had none of Different paths. Different paths, Uh, Tim. Different paths. So, yeah. So we're Uh, excited to have that. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, like I was saying, like I went into this like com- like bare slate. So like I had no kind of opinion one way or the other in regards to him. Never heard the name before. Um, but I actually really enjoyed it. Like like I get why people hated him. Um, but what I th- what I thought was really interesting was like the perception of him was completely not like who he was at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that was always that, that's always the kicker. Um people look at Duke as like this blue blood school. Um 
But when you get down to it, their athletes still have to meet their academic standards. And Duke mm-hmm. has some of the most stringent academic standards mm-hmm. in the country. Yep. So these these guys aren't just there to play ball. Well, They're, what I, you know, well, what I thought was super funny was uh, him, and he said it like Christian said it. He was like, you know, yeah, everybody thought you know that I came from money and da 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 and all of that. He was like, but really, it you know, Grant Hill was the one who he came was from the money. Only one on that team who came from money. Yeah, I yeah, mean, exactly. So Grant, both of Grant Hill's parents were like ridiculously successful and really. Um, I think his dad was some kind of surgeon, like a yeah. ridiculous, like neurosurgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like his mom was a, a like a scientist or something. I, I'm, I'm probably wrong on that, but they were both very, like had very uh, niche, um, yeah. vocations, you know? And, yeah. and I mean, Grant Hill, like even when he got drafted and I remember this, uh, one of his first Sprite commercials was him playing the fucking piano, not just sitting behind a piano, but playing it because that's what he grew up doing in addition to playing basketball, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I like I remember watching those games against UNLV, you know, and I was not a big college basketball guy because, you know, Ohio is 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 my home. Right. And Ohio State, until I was in the army for eight years, wasn't any good at basketball. Uh, you know, Grant Hill's dad played football. OK. All right. So, see, I was fucking wrong. I Calvin Hill. He played for uh, the Cowboys, the Redskins, and the Browns. Oh wow! Was it? What does his mom do? Um, wasn't she like the super smart one then? I could have swore Grant Hill had like. Might have been. She's a graduate of Wellesley. Wellesley, oh Jesus! Wellesley, where she shared a suite with Hillary Rodham Clinton. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so so listeners, I was completely wrong, and I, I apologize. Um, but on a side note, Tim, uh, you remember Andy Katzenmoyer, who might have yeah. been, been one of the dumbest linebackers to ever play for Ohio State. He almost flunked out twice. Yeah. Um, both his parents are like scientists. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, see, I was wrong. But see, even then, like Grant Hill grew up in, in a pretty affluent area. And then you got Christian Leitner, who grows up in fucking Buffalo. Um, who yeah. I, I, I do want to point out, it's not like Calvin Hill was a schlub. He did go to Yale. Um, oh. <laughs> but, 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 he, but he played NFL. He was a rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year in 69. He was all Ivy League twice. He was four-time pro bowler and a Super Bowl champion. And so. wicked smart because he got a degree from fucking Yale. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Cal- yeah, but yeah, but still, you know, like it was just funny for for all of these things that Christian was accused of. Like it was so far from the truth of what it actually was, and and like I loved too that he was like, you know, like yeah, I'm good. Fuck you. Like, all yeah. right, you want some? Come get some. I mean, and, I think and also he one hundred percent should have been ejected from that game. Stop. He didn't stomp on him. Like Christian said, he just gave him a tap. A okay. love tap. All right. No, but like Heather, I agree with you. Like he, he went in there and was already getting shit on his freshman year. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Played the bad guy. Just played yeah. the bad guy. Everybody loves the villain. We talked about it yeah. two weeks ago yeah. with Rick Flair. You know? And it's well, and it's one thing though to to be the bad guy, but you know, be good. At doing it and not just being the bad guy for the sake of being the bad guy. Yep. And see, I mean, I don't mean to get ahead, but that's what pissed me off so much is that when we got to the end of it and he got that USA basketball slot, people bitched about it. And I'm like, why? One, the guy had the talent to play. He had to make it through cuts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two. There is no argument. I'm sorry. There is zero argument that he was not the most successful college basketball player to ever put on sneakers mm-hmm. and play college basketball. And with how things are set up, he will forever be the record holder in a number of things. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, because everybody's all, one and done. Yeah. You know, or, or they only play two or three years, you know, or, or you know, whatever the case. But I, I, I agree with you there, Tim. But the thing is, he made it on the USA basketball team with fucking Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan. You know, and, and the and dream these, team, the dream yeah, team. Yeah, he was, was the on the dream team. team. He was on the fucking dream team and then played 
13 years in the NBA. I mean, yeah. I would give my left leg to play 13 years in the fucking NBA. Um, you know, like, the guy had enough talent. You know, he wasn't like Brian Bosworth, who played two, uh, you know, uh, great years in college and then shit to bed when he got to the pros. The guy stuck around. Um, but he did get traded. Like, he got passed around like a fucking blunt. Uh, you know, he, he gets drafted by Minnesota, and they moved him out. And then he goes to, to Washington, you know. It gets passed around, gets moved to Atlanta. You know, like the guy just got passed around a lot, so it's hard to build that that kind of uh, career development when you're you're getting traded every two or three years. Um, but I mean, it, it, I would love to have Christian Leitner's career. I, yeah. I would I would love that for that to happen, man. And and I just this was a guy that I remember him and those two finals against uh, UNLV. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know. And then you see him, you see Duke just get fucking shellacked in the first one. And Brutal. Then, yeah, yeah oh. 30 point victory. Yeah. And then yeah. you see what he does the next year where he plays like the Christian Leitner that everybody comes to expect and mm-hmm. just is like, fuck you guys, man. <laughs> and then I think what I loved most was um, the Michigan uh, forward and then from the Fab Five, and then those couple UNLV players they had that were like, man, I hated this motherfucker. I hated him. And yeah. uh, J- Jalen Rose especially was like, man, I hated this dude, but mm-hmm. game recognizes game. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think my favorite thing was that Ken Jung was on the documentary oh, yeah. Yeah. as yeah. both a graduate from Duke and UNC because uh, yeah. he got his bachelor's from Duke and then his doctorate from UNC. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that cracked me up. Well, the um, thing is, believe it or not, that happens more often than not. You'll go to UNC for one and go to the Duke for the next, or you go to Duke for one and UNC for the next. Yeah, uh, I just, I didn't expect, you know, it's very easy to forget that Ken Jung has a doctorate and, you know, actually went to college and isn't just this slapstick humor actor. Um, but the thing is, he was an actual fucking doctor. Right. He was an actual doctor. <laughs> so when know? he popped up on the show, I was like, oh, right. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he, I, I just think that there's so much hate and enmity to this guy. Um, and all he did was want to go play basketball. And he got his fucking degree from Duke. He graduated from Duke. Yeah, he stuck uh, around. Yeah, I mean, and this is the same argument. People talk shit about Christian Leitner all the time. And they forget he graduated from Duke. Mm-hmm. The same people that bitch about Christian Leitner also bitch about Richard Sherman, who graduated from Stanford. Yeah. Right. Dumb people don't do that, okay? Yeah. You know, I mean, you have to give them credit for, one, playing at a high level and being very dominant in their sport, as well as graduating from two of the most academically rigorous schools in the fucking country. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, but, I mean, I thought uh, just the, the entire production value of that 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 documentary was amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was great. Um Especially since uh, I can't remember the producer's name, the guy who wrote it, um, when he went out and started talking to all those UNC fans, like the guys who who did the the YouTube thing for you know. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why Duke sucks. Yeah, going out and actually talking to them and getting them to sit down on camera. Yeah, I thought was great because you could tell. Uh, in the words of Heather, him sitting down in front of that camera to talk about Leitner was like vinegar in his mouth. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> he did not. He's the director. Okay, yeah, but I mean, just getting him to sit down, you could tell it hurt him. Especially at the end when he's like, I I, I hate Duke, but they're just so good, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, and like, oh god, who was that? I can't remember his name, the UNC guy. Um, he was bald, but he was, like, in the sport jacket. You know what I'm talking about? In the glasses. Mm. And, like, he nearly would, like, come up out of his chair anytime he had to say that name, his name. Because he was so, like, he's like, oh, this is why I just hate him. And just... <laughs> well, dude, and uh, having Wojciechowski on there. Oh, my God. That added, like, the, 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 the sports writer aspect mm-hmm. to it. That was like, none of us really liked talking to him, but we had to write about him. We had yeah. to interview him. We had to do this. And then uh, just the the kind of bromance that he had with his uh, buddy um, that he kind of caught shit for about being gay, which, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, Davis. Yeah. 
and you know, Davis is like, man, fuck everybody, dude. That was just my boy. And, and we played basketball together. And if you don't like us, fuck you, man. Like, and I just, I loved that kind of, you know, fuck all your preconditions and what you think about us. This was my best friend. We are still tight to this day. And and it just, I, I like seeing that. I like seeing people challenge the way people think about them and, and, and do all that. I just, I really, really enjoyed this one, guys. Like, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, 30 it, was, 30. it was very good. Christian Leitner, he was one of, he's one of those people who, I've always known the name Christian Leitner, but I never really knew much about him. I don't remember him having, like, a fantastic career in the in the uh in, in the NBA, but uh, like I knew his name, like he yeah. he'd always been around, and I remember him, but I didn't know much. I mean, the the whole Duke thing was when I was five, six years old. Um, oh, so fuck I you! Yeah, I know <laughs> you're old. Um, I'm all right with that. But you know, it was fascinating to me. Uh, to see that I've, I've really been enjoying this walkthrough of the 30 for 30. Um, it, it's getting me through all the coronavirus stuff and I can't wait to keep doing more. Um, but yeah, the 30 for 30s have been great and this one's no yeah. exception. I mean, I just, we, 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 and then, like you said, you, you paired up Rob Lowe of all people to narrate mm-hmm. and they did, you know, and they did such a good job with the editing and just dropping him in occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. You know? But, well, what but, we were joking about at the end when he was playing, um, I guess maybe with his son or something at the end with a little kid, and he was like showing him things. I was like, oh, no, you got to show him how to get those elbows up a little more when he's turning. <laughs> I mean, so, I, think, uh, I think that was the best thing to pull away from it, though. He's like, I don't care what people think about me. What I care yeah. is what my family and my kids and my wife and my friends think about me. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, is, are they're going to they're going to make their their own uh you know preconceptions about me and if i spend one iota of time thinking about them i'm wasting time so i'm not going to do it mm-hmm. you know and then what do they show next he's running basketball camps in buffalo you mm-hmm. know like he's he's putting i mean the thing is it is it, you see a lot of pro sports fans or even maybe not fans just people who bitch about professional sports and the money they make and rah, 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 right you know our, our facebook uncles yeah you know you know, these guys don't do anything. Yes, they fucking do. Just because they're not on the camera doing it doesn't mean they're not doing it. And, right. and, a, and a guy like Christian Leitner is is that guy who's like, no, I'm going to run my camps in Buffalo. I I, I moved away and had, a, had a, a pretty good pro career and I made money. But he went back home, you know, mm-hmm. to Buffalo, which is not a, an economic powerhouse. You know, this is a this is an ec- economically depressed area. Where he's just like, fuck it, I'm going to run a basketball camp. I'm going to teach kids to play basketball, and we're going to have a little bit of fun. And did you see, like, it just, I I love that. I love that kind of stuff because, you know, professional athletes are just fucking people, too, that have an amazing gift, you know. And, you know, there are people out there with amazing gifts for organization or, or, uh, you know, science or whatever else. And they do their own thing to make things better that nobody pays attention to. And he's doing the same thing. So if you hate Christian Leitner, fuck yourself. That's all I'm going to say. Well, right. listen, though, he, he did also um, serve. He briefly served as an assistant coach on the NBA Development League, too. Yeah, I mean. Like, can you imagine being coached by him? Oh, my God. That, that, you have one of the most ultimate competitors. I think we, see, we saw that in the documentary. Yeah. That guy was going to fight you tooth and nail for a rebound. To make a pass yeah. for whatever he didn't you know? care he didn't care how big you were he didn't care how small you were like you just didn't want to be in his path yeah. heather i think one of my favorite parts was when they played georgetown and he went up against alonzo morning yes you know? Mm-hmm. you know and he's like dude this guy's bigger he's faster he's stronger but he's like i don't give a shit i'm gonna go out there and play and he ran laps around zo yeah okay yeah, and alonzo morning is one of my favorite players because when he got drafted he was an undersized center at like 6'10", playing against guys who are 7 foot, 7'1", 7 72, and he was physical as hell, and he got owned in that game by later. Yeah. You know, I just like seeing, like, he was a competitor, but he also had the physical talent to do it. He wasn't just one of those, you know, scrappy guys that's going to carve out a career because he, he plays hard. No, he had the talent to back it up, too. Mm-hmm. And I also appreciate the guy does occasionally like to toke 
and uh, get a little stoned. I respect that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, no, I, it was. It was a solid, it was a solid choice. Yeah. I'm never going to like Duke. Um, I, I don't like any North Carolina schools, really. Uh, but I will say I don't hate Christian Leitner. No, no, I don't either. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be more preferential to Duke than I am fucking UNC. Uh, I, I feel that there are no more annoying sports fans on the planet than fucking UNC and Michigan fans. So, Cowboys. Oh, no, no, no. Cowboys fans do not even come close to UNC and Michigan fans. Uh, but... That'll wrap it up for this week's episode. Be sure to follow us on all social media at Hometown Crowd. You can get in on the conversation at our Hometown Crowd podcast group, facebook.com slash groups slash Hometown Crowd pod. As always, subscribe on your favorite podcast source. And if you're an iTunes listener, leave us a review and we will read it on the show. Uh, For Mac and Heather, I'm Tim. Thanks for cheering with the Hometown Crowd. Hey, everybody, stay safe, stay socially distant, be smart. Yes, and when you're washing your hands, sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star twice. That's how you need to do it. Two times. Two times.